Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You like that? You like that? All right. Hey, welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff hanging out with you. And uh, thanks to everyone who has pushed us close to 9,000 subscribers on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash scorenorth. And uh, also the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com. So uh, we are now, I don't know, a half a week or so into Vikings full practices. Judd, you spent the day yesterday at Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. Hour and a half, I believe, yes. Let's go through some camp notes. Now, they, they're, not, they're not exactly letting you get the same access as previous years. You're basically no. standing on a perch like 900 yards away. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly right. But you did a grassy see... knoll, Phil. I'm standing on a grassy knoll. <laughs> but you did see... Uh, the. Let's start here. The Cam Dantzler makes the play of the day on Adam Thielen. And it's, it's the play that's being talked about um, also between Mike Zimmer and Adam Thielen. You know, Thielen saying, hey, Mike, this guy's going to be pretty darn good. So what did yeah, you see from your perch? And what, what did you make of it? Uh, we're not, we don't have a whole lot to go off of. We don't have preseason games. So, so plays like this thoughts. are important. I got pl- uh, my question, I, I guess, to start off with is, is we would be talking about the play because Dantzler made a really nice play regardless. But does it mean more? And my answer has to be sort of yes, because of the context of you don't have OTAs, you don't have a summer camp, you've got basically what's going to come down to padded practice-wise, limited time in training camp, and there's no exhibition games. So ordinarily, Dantzler's play on day one of full padded practices would be part of the equation. I mean, you wouldn't dismiss it, but you would also say there's going to be tons of tape and and. This cornerback uh, competition, which, by the way, is for three jobs, not one, Phil Mackey, mm-hmm. um, that this is going to be part of it. But at the end of the day, it's going to be a small part. And I guess my question is, is it going to be a small part when everything that you do positive in competitive situations, because there's going to be so few before the Vikings play the Packers in week one, has to be weighed differently, I think. And, and that yeah. sounds stupid. No, I agree. It sounds crazy. And I realize it's one day of practice. But the fact is, in a competitive session, playing against the first-team offense, Kirk Cousins threw a deep ball down the sideline to his top receiver, and Cam Dantzler made a really good play. I think it has to be taken into at least a, a, a fairly comparatively large part of the equation, let's say, versus 2019 or 2018. It is. I've actually always found it to be somewhat curious and even foolish how 
football jobs and roster spots depend so much on like if you flashed in the second half of the third preseason game, like you know, or even you see these kicking competitions where all right, well, if he makes this field goal in the fourth preseason game from forty four yards, then he solidifies the job as if it as if whether he makes or misses that field goal has anything to do with whether he's going to miss ten during the regular season, but you're just looking for things to make decisions based off of, right? Yes. So even when there are four preseason games, you're sometimes making a decision on this guy versus this guy. Mm -hmm. If Audi Cole picks up a fumble and runs into the end zone, like, well, Audi Cole gets the job because he flashed and picked up a ball that was on the ground. And ran it in. That so was a great game against the Bills. He scored yeah. two touchdowns, man. Don't, <laughs> sell, right. don't sell Audi Cole short. Audi Cole was amazing in that preseason game and had an amazing flowing uh, gold locks of hair. He did. So, so even when you have four preseason games, roster spots are being determined and, and depth charts are being determined based on small sample size chunks mm-hmm. that really like are, are sort of flukish in some ways. Mm-hmm. So when you take away those four preseason games, you have even less to go off of. So... Whether whether you should or shouldn't give Cam Dantzler, uh, you know, more credit than he deserves for this one play, like it is an earmark in their decision making process. Absolutely, that to play be. matters when it comes to him versus Gladney or him versus Holton Hill, et cetera. There's also some confirmation bias in that if the Vikings had, let's say, a first or a second round grade on Cam Dantzler, but but the league had him slipping. It's confirmation bias for them that, oh, this guy that we had a higher grade on, we drafted him in the third round, now he's making plays like a first-rounder would in these practices. Which is what we possibly thought. Exactly right. Yep. So I guess long rambling point longer, it's 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 definitely validation for the Vikings to see him making plays like this. And even though you probably don't want to base your entire roster off of one practice, like things like this matter when you don't have that many... You have three weeks of like some practices to make decisions on guys, and this is this is a flashpoint. Absolutely. All right. So. Day, day one observation at corner as a whole mm-hmm. base defense. I have figured out the two corners whose job it is to lose. One is not going to surprise you. One won't shock you, but it's interesting. Okay. So th- there are uh, ten corners on the roster on the 80-man roster as training camp starts and practices start. The experience level is two guys are third-year guys, and they're your veterans. And they are going to get, from what I saw on Monday, every chance to start. One, Mike Hughes. If Mike Hughes uh, can stay on the field, he's going to play a ton. The other... And this is why they kept him him around, despite the fact he was suspended for a total of eight games two separate times a year ago in the spring, is Holton Hill. Holton Hill is that, the, that doesn't shock me actually. Right, but but Holton Hill, but Holton Hill a year ago, I think a lot of us were like, okay, he he was undrafted out of Texas because of off the field problems. I think he smoked dope at the combine, yeah. and there were some off the field things. Okay, we've all smoked dope yeah, at, the at the combine, the combine. right? On. But Declan's smoking dope right right now. now. But getting caught at the combine is the problem. It's not the dope smoking. It it's the uh, Percy trick of being caught because you know you're going to be tested. That's so the thing. anyway, it's, it's more of it's more of like a it, it's a dumb test. It's an, it's an, it's an IQ problem. Exactly there. right. Yeah. It's not. A, I don't care if a guy smokes pot. Just don't smoke pot when you know that you're about to be tested. Yeah. All right. So Holton Hill doesn't get drafted three years ago. He gets signed by the Vikings 
after the draft to a pretty good contract, a three-year deal. He is now going into year three. The maturation of this young man is paramount, not only to the Vikings, but to his future. Zimmer knows all of this. Zimmer also liked him enough to put up with the BS of being suspended for half a season a year ago. They are going to give him every single shot, and they should. Mm -hmm. In the nickel, it's going to be Mike Hughes is going to go inside. In their perfect world, Holton Hill stays outside. And now the question becomes, is it um, is it Dantzler or Gladney who probably plays at the other outside spot? And let me give you why it might be Cameron Dantzler. And it's not just the play that, that he made in yesterday's practice, although a very nice play. I guess I didn't observe this enough at the time, boys. But he took part. So he played, um, Gladney did, all of last year with a meniscus tear. He then took part in the combine with that. Pre-draft, he got it fixed, which is great. That's fine. But meniscus tears are not just a small thing. They can take some time to come back from. The Vikings set him out of practice on their first practice without pads on on Friday. He came back on Sunday, and he was used, I think, sort of sparingly on Monday. My point is they're going to be cautious there. This is going to give Dantzler, I think, a really good chance to start in week one. So in the nickel, which you're going to use a ton, I could see it being against um, the Packers. Dantzler and he, Dantzler and Hill on the outside, excuse me, and Mike Hughes on the inside. Yeah, uh, I, I like I like putting Mike Hughes and Holton Hill in situations where all right, you guys are you guys are the elder statesmen here, which is crazy because there's there there are no eight year veterans here. Um, so I'm into that, and I, I like the way you've laid this out. I am curious if Gladney at some point becomes the nickel. Do you remember the Gladney? Do you remember the Gedney pickle branding commercials? Of course I do. I've come up with the jingle. Okay, go ahead. Gladney, he's a Minnesota nickel. Wow, you are on fire today between the Mackey and Judd line and this one. Only like five people understand that. No, Declan idea. Has no idea. Are you serious? Right over my head. Gedney. Oh, yeah. Gedney is a Minnesota no pickle. You know, oh, wow. I, I that thought was that was the, around for a while. No, I'm the only one. Me and I get a total. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Right. I, I like the marketing campaign. <laughs> I, I like the marketing campaign. All right, other training camp notes, wide receiver. Oh, uh, that, that's an intriguing one because um, – this is not going to surprise you again, and I think you're going to like it, and it makes perfect sense. B.C. Johnson is going to get a ton of work, and B.C. Johnson could play a major role here, and here's why. And, and to Spielman's credit, this is where he is exceptionally strong in the draft, right? Finds guys, especially guys like Diggs and B.C. Johnson late. If I'm not mistaken, B.C. Johnson last year was a seventh-round pick, okay? B.C. Johnson and this is so overrated I could puke, is not a burner. He's not the type of guy, oh, the 40 by B.C. Johnson. But you know what he is? He's football fast, and he's incredibly, he's got good hands, and he's incredibly smart. And what have we learned? What's been the lesson from um, uh, from Cordero uh, to Laquan? If you don't have the smarts to run the routes in this league absolutely pinpoint accurate, you probably can't play. B.C. Johnson can do that. I, I think there's a fighting chance that your deep threat, more often than not, in 2020, running the nine route, is going to be B.C. Johnson. So I, I think they're going to lean on B.C. Johnson as a safety blanket receiver early on. But I think in a perfect world, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are your very much clear-cut number one number two wide receivers. 
I could see it as a situation. This is a little bit apples to oranges, but like Randy Moss didn't start a lot right off the bat, if I remember right, in 98, because he was kind of getting acclimated. Yeah, it was Carter and Reed. And then eventually, and you know, again, you had like two Hall of Fame receivers and then a, a, an all-pro guy who had four years of 1,000 yards. But sometimes you don't, you don't just put the rookie in there right away. And I, I think this year more than ever, that's going to be the case with Justin Jefferson. He's not going to be out there for like 70 snaps in week one. I would be shocked. Uh, so B.C. Johnson, who proved himself to be pretty reliable, he caught six passes in that Denver comeback last year, yeah. mostly in the second half. He's in the right place, and man. So, so he's he's reliable, but I think if he's your number two wide receiver, your offense has problems. I think he's going to be a really nice third wide receiver safety blanket once you get past the first few weeks. Um, I think he might be your deep threat, so. though. BC? I think he might be your deep threat. I mean, I, he, I could see I could know, see man. him playing that role. Jefferson is is going to play a lot, I think, in the slot. Yeah, I agree with that. And, Th- Thielen's going to play both. But I think BC could be... And keep keep in mind too, in 2020, you you can potentially pass a ton. So like three guys are going to be important. I mean, BC. I just wanted to pull up his combine stats here, just to find out like how fast is he straight line? He's a he's a four five forty guy, so he's not stuck in the mud, right? But that's not. But let's, you're not, not going to blow by a lot of corners. But so let's not gonna, forget football fast. Football fast is good moves. Football fast is precise routes as well. Yeah, that's fair. I think we get too in love with straight line speed. Also, I mean, I will say Troy Williamson it, had. It's not like there's it's not like there's a ton of great options here on the depth chart for for burners now. There's not like a Deshaun right. Jackson in his prime on this roster. Correct. That's going to go down, but I mean, Adam Thielen catches deep passes too, but that that Stefan Diggs, you know, streaking wide open three times a game and Kirk Cousins throwing it down the field. Exactly. Who fills that role? It's probably BC Johnson to some extent. It's probably a combination of these guys. I also wouldn't be surprised if Justin Jefferson Gets loose on some of those plays down the field, and and he gets targeted. So I think I don't think you're going to replace Stefan Diggs on those routes with one guy, right? So I, I agree with that, but I do I'm think that, that this kid is going to be go down as another really good wide receiver late round find by uh, Rick Spillman. Yeah, I mean he already kind of is just the role he played last season. Mm-hmm. Like they find a success story. Mm-hmm. So uh, all right, what else? Uh, interior defensive line. Okay. Yeah. All right, this one concerns me. Yesterday with the first team. Defense, it was not, and this is subject to change, okay? So it concerns me, but it could change quickly. Was not Armin Watts getting a shot inside. It was Jalil Johnson, who's had a lot of chances at the, um, I believe he was at the three-tech, and Shamar Stefan at the nose. And I don't see how this is going to work well. That nose position and the interior defensive line in Mike Zimmer's defense is paramount to its success, okay? The second thing is those positions in this league have just changed. Like, you've got a lot now of really good players there and guys that get pushed on quarterbacks. And I'd say the last five to eight years, there's been an evolution at that position which makes which makes those spots more and more important. Are you really going to do Jalil Johnson and Shamar Stefan, who I think are both backups and probably can make a 53-man roster? But I just see the Vikings, if this is what they do, I see them getting gashed in the run. I mean, and and I see them, and this might be the most important thing, I see them exposing Eric Kendricks to make it impossible for him to be nearly as good as he was in 2019. Because there's no question that he has benefited from the fact that the guys in front of him in that interior line have been pretty damn solid. Well, they just they got screwed by COVID. This clearly wasn't their plan going in. They they didn't. Could they, that be a band? They didn't screwed by COVID. Screwed by COVID. It's a great like an alternative rock band oh, yeah. from 
the nineties or something well, from the two thousands. I think now I think could be yeah could be uh, early two thousands yeah. Yeah, I just like they clearly didn't sit in a room back in March and say, "All right, we're done with Linval, so let's just push forward with Julio Johnson and Shamar Stefan." Yep. They brought in Michael Pierce, and then COVID hits, and Michael Pierce opts out of the season. So, um, short of Snacks Harrison coming in and shoring up the middle of your defensive line, I just did a quick Google news search of like what's the latest on him. The latest is there's there's been nothing in the last week. Two weeks ago. There's an article, uh, you know, Green Bay Packers reportedly offered Snacks Harrison a contract, but it's been all quiet on that front the last couple of weeks. You know I'm all in on Team Snacks, Phil. <laughs> but the Shamar Stefan thing, I don't get the infatuation there. I don't like, know if I it's think an, he, is it an infatuation or is it just Armin like... Give Watts a shot. Well, Armin Watts will probably... Like, give a younger guy a shot. I mean, it's, Shamar Stefan's just a backup. Okay, put it this way. Shamar Stefan, of the, of the 900 available snaps to these guys if they play 16 games, there's zero chance that either one of those guys is just a, like none of them are Kevin Williams, or you're just going to let sure. him sit out there for 800 snaps, and you're never going to make a sub unless he gets winded. But I'd rather take a chance. I'd rather take a chance on, on a guy who I'm not quite sure about, as opposed to a guy I know a lot about, and he's a backup. That's yeah, my point. I agree, and I think you're. I think you're going to see him. I just, I, you know, it's the, the second day of practice. I so. just saw a play, a check down. Okay, this just scared me. I saw a play, and it, it did scare me. Now, it's a nice offensive play, so I am applauding Kirk and uh, the, the guy who, who caught the ball. C.J. Ham, the fullback. So it's a check down, and it basically went through the A-gap. And it moved so quickly that C.J. Ham was on Kendricks before Kendricks knew what hit him. And the old-school Vikings girth or the Linval girth probably wouldn't have allowed that play. It's not that they wouldn't have allowed that play to happen. I don't want to say that. But it was the quickness with which it developed. Girth. It was so, it was sort of like a tornado. It was on you before you knew it, and I felt bad for Kendricks because I mean, come on, girth. Girth. Well, this the, is day one of training camp. Well, Michael Pierce. First play practice. the Rick Patino game. Michael Pierce ain't walking through that door. Linval Joseph in his prime ain't walking through that door. He's a Charger now. The right? Williams Wall ain't walking through that door. Okay. John Randall from the Snacks 90s. could be Jerry Ball. Ain't walking through that Love door. Love Jerry, but Ted Washington, too. Didn't play for the Vikings, but a great fat guy. Yeah, uh, Gilbert, Gilbert Brown, Brown, who the Vikings released before door. he played a game. None of these guys are walking through that door. Okay, how so. about Snacks? Snacks can walk through the door. Snacks could walk through the door. Anyway, those are my three training camp observations from the grassy knoll at TCO Performance Center in Egan. All right, like it. and Not uh, the book depository, the grassy knoll. So Judd with his binoculars trying to uh, sniff out some I, of these camp I didn't battles. take them. I'm going to take them next time, by the way. So you can you can find Judd's writing, too, on scorenorth.com, covering the Minnesota Vikings and other uh, Minnesota sports. And also, uh, we appreciate you checking out our YouTube channel here, youtube.com slash scorenorth for Vikings content. For Twins discussions and Write That Down and for Action Movie Rewinds, scorenorth, uh, or I should say youtube.com slash Mackie Judd is our other YouTube channel. We have two YouTube channels. So appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time on Purple Daily.